Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Number six, and I would like to read the last verse. The present hour allots thy task, for present strength and patience ask, and trust his love whose sure supply needs all thy need abundantly. Hymn number six. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is, Blessed are the spiritually minded. The readings will now be given by Craig. The Bible, Matthew. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. 1 Samuel And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and a, he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. 
And I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag which he had even in a script, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass, when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And that stone sunk into his forehead, and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Matthew. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Revelation. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, 
hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. I will read Science and Health of Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Moral courage is the lying of the tribe of Judah, the king of the mental realm. Free and fearless it roams in the forest. Undisturbed it lies in the open field or rests in green pastures beside the still waters. In the figurative transmission from the divine thought to the human, diligence, promptness, and perseverance are likened to the cattle upon a thousand hills. They carry the baggage of stern resolve and keep pace with highest purpose. Tenderness accompanies all the might imparted by spirit. The individuality created by God is not carnivorous, as witnessed the millennial estate pictured by Isaiah. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Understanding the control which love held over all, Daniel felt safe in the lion's den, and Paul proved the viper to be harmless. All of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. It supports Christian healing and enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus. And God saw that it was good. Following his miscellaneous writings by Mary Baker Reddy, the article is Science and the Senses. We come to strengthen and perpetuate our organizations and institutions and to find strength in union. Strength to build up through God's right hand that pure and undefiled religion whose science demonstrates God and the perfectibility of man. This purpose is immense and it must begin with individual growth, a consummation devoutly to be wished. The lives of all reformers attest the authenticity of their mission and call the world to acknowledge its divine principle. Truly it is written, quote, Thou must be true to thyself, if thou the truth should teach. Thy heart must overflow, if another heart's wish reach. End quote. Science is absolute and final. It is revolutionary in its very nature, for it upsets all that is not upright. It annuls false evidence and saith to the five material senses, having eyes ye see not, and ears you hear not, 
neither can you understand. To weave one thread of signs through the looms of time is a miracle in itself. The risk is stupendous. It cost Galileo what? This awful price, the temporary loss of his self-respect. His fear overcame his loyalty. The courage of his convictions fell before it. Fear is the weapon in the hands of the tyrants. Men and women of the 19th century, are you called to a voice of higher order of science? Then obey this call. Go, if you must, to the dungeon or the scaffold, but take not back the words of truth. How many are ready to suffer for a righteous cause, to stand long siege, take the front rank, face the foe, and be in the battle every day? In no other one thing seemed Jesus of Nazareth more divine than in his faith in the immortality of his words. He saith, quote, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. End quote. And they have not. The winds of time sweep clean the centuries, but they can never bear into oblivion his words. They still live, and tomorrow speak louder than today. They are today as the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight God's paths. Make way for health, holiness, universal harmony, and come up hither. The grandeur of the word the power of truth is again casting out devils and healing the sick. And it is whispered, this is science. The Christian scientist loves man more because he loves God most. He understands this principle, love. Who is sufficient for these things? Who remembers that patience Forgiveness, abiding faith, and affection are the symptoms by which our Father indicates the different stages of man's recovery from sin and his entrance into science. Who knows how the feeble lips are made eloquent, how hearts are inspired, how healing becomes spontaneous, and how the divine mind is understood and demonstrated. He alone knows these wonders, who is departing from the thraldom of the senses and accepting spiritual truth, that which blesses its adoption by the refinement of joy and the dismissal of sorrow. We will now have a moment of silent prayer <clears throat> and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer.
our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory Sharon, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 234. O Master, let me walk with thee in lowly paths of service free. Tell me thy secret. Help me bear the strain of toil, the fret of care. Hymn number 234.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has a wealth of the very finest Christian science literature anywhere to read, study, and listen to, and some other writings by Mrs. Eddy that you may not have known about, and also writings by students who lived in her home and were daily taught directly by her. So browse through the website. There is never a charge, and you don't have to sign up for anything. It's all free. I believe we have a total of 17 different websites in different languages. This means that people all over the world can hear the truths of pure Christian science in their own language. We have a Sunday morning Bible, oh, I'm sorry, a Saturday morning Bible study here every month at 10 o'clock in the morning. The next one will be sometime in June and the date will be announced soon. The questions and study aids will be on the website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So be sure to join us for a really interesting and lively Bible study. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have what we call our roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss different aspects of the weekly lesson and other topics and learn how to better understand and to live Christian science in our daily lives. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Then, right after the roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to join us at both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the church service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school isn't limited to those who live in and around Plainfield. Many of the students call in on a dedicated teleconference number from out of state. So if you have a child who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the phone number, and they can attend by phone too. We are always happy to welcome more children. And we also have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic term of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your telephone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Elizabeth from New Hampshire. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I would like to express my deep gratitude for the truths taught to me in Christian science that have become such a part of my very being. I was working outside one day last week when I noticed I'd broken the skin on my hand in weeds and brush. Almost right away, there was a fiery itch and a blister was forming. I started to scratch, and the immediate thought came that nothing could enter that defileth or maketh a lie. As an idea of God, it is impossible for man to experience anything that God did not create. It wasn't until later in the day that I realized there was absolutely nothing except normal smooth skin in that spot. This reminded me of another passage that I know very well by Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. To paraphrase, Mrs. Eddy says that we can be so instant in truth that error is always late. This may seem a small demonstration, but I'm so very grateful for it as it proves the ever-presence of good, the power that is God, and the power of truth when applied. When we practice realizing this very present help in any kind of trouble, we come to know that we, may, we need never look elsewhere. Thank you so much for the beautiful music and readings tonight. And thank you, Plainfield Church, for your dedication and your mission to bring Christian science to the world. Good night. Thank you. Gary. I would just like to say there's no such thing as a small demonstration. When God works, God works. It's all proof that nothing is impossible with God. So thank you very much for that. Tonight, I'd like to express my gratitude for the practitioners in our church who talk plain, speak plainly and are never afraid to point out whatever is wrong without regard for hurting anybody's feelings because it's always done from love and to heal. I was remembering an experience I had. It was a few years ago, but I woke up one morning with a runny nose and a sore throat. And my first thought was, bummer. And then I thought, no, this is only trying to get me to not do the work that I have to do for God. And I vowed then not to let it slow me down 
or keep me from doing what I needed to do that day. And I asked God to show me what I needed to know. Well, soon thereafter that morning, in speaking with a Christian science practitioner from his church, the practitioner brought something to my attention that I had done that was not right. Well, at first I kind of tried to justify my action, but then I thought, well, wait a minute. God is telling me something here through this practitioner, and I'd better listen. And although it shook me up at the time, it got me thinking about what I had done, and I realized that there was a lesson that I needed to learn, and I intended to learn it. And with that, it kind of cleared the air and started the healing. From that point, the change, that, that change in my thought, the congestion and, and the soreness soon disappeared. And I was able to do everything that I needed to do that day without any difficulty. And the healing took place quickly. By the end of the day, I was free of that, that uh, problem. So I'm grateful for this kind of help, grateful for what I'm learning by being a member here. And it, uh, th this experience reminded me of a sentence in Science and Health that, uh, one of my many favorites, where Mrs. Eddy writes that Jesus rebuked sinners pointedly and unflinchingly because he was their friend. Hence the cup he drank. Well, I'm grateful to Mrs. Eddy for giving us this science of Christianity and her willingness to drink of this cup and face the attack of mortal beliefs that always attack the truth. But the truth always prevails, and in this case, it was to my benefit. And for that, I'm very grateful. So good to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Pilar from New York. Go ahead, please. Hi, good evening. I want to express my gratitude for this church and for the Bible lessons that are absolutely on point about everything, actual issues and so forth. Yesterday, I flew from uh, Florida to uh, New York, and as is my habit, I check in very early and check my bag in. Um, by the time I got to um, LaGuardia Airport, I went to the uh, carousel where they give the bags, and I waited and waited, and all everybody from the flight got their bags except mine, never showed up. So I was a little bit upset, not to say the least. When all these thoughts started coming into my head. Oh, no, they probably forgot to put it in, and gee whiz, now this is a hassle for me. Anyway, I asked one of the attendants there, what do I do? My bag doesn't seem to be here. And he directed me to go to the uh, office where they have, their, uh, I guess, people uh, that have not received the uh, bags to file their claims or whatever. 
So I went there, and while I was there, I kept saying, no, no, this is not happening. No, God is here. It's not happening. It's impossible. So there was a little line, and I was kind of looking outside to the, um, out the door, and I hear the carousel started again after I had stopped. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's another flight. But out of the corner of my eye, I see something. I said, oh, that looks like my bed. So I rushed out, and sure enough, it was. Um, I was very grateful because it avoided me. It's a small, it seems like a small thing, but I, I drowned in a half glass of water. So to me, it was incredible that uh, God is a present help, and he's there with us all the time. I am very grateful for this good turnout to be, uh, didn't have to wait for my bag or anything. It might seem minor, but to me it was a big deal. And uh, I'm grateful that what we get uh, taught here, that um, God is always present. And I'm, again, very grateful for the uh, lesson uh, writers. They're always on point. And it's just wonderful, wonderful to be here. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. While I was reading uh, Herbert Eustace, there was a reference to the widow who went to the prophet Elijah for help. Then I remembered something wonderful that happened many years ago. Now after the widow told Elijah that her two sons were to be taken away because of her debts, he asked her what she had in her house. She replied that all she had was a little oil. The oil was multiplied and she paid her debt. Once I had an unexpected debt of $2,000 which I did not have at the time. I remembered the question that Elisha asked the widow, and I thought, what do I have in my house? Well, I had inherited several oil paintings, two of which were painted by Walter Baum, that had some value. I inquired through a friend and found an art dealer from Lambertville, New Jersey, who actually came to see the paintings and gave me a check for $2,000. He seemed apologetic that he could not offer me more money, but I assured him that the amount was just fine. He departed with the paintings, and all was well. I am learning more each day by being a part of this independent Christian Science Church that God is our supply under all circumstances, and we can apply truths even if we are beginners, as I was those many years ago. We can always depend on the Bible and science and health to not only guide us in our own affairs, but to know that this guidance also guards and governs everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you for the readings tonight. I'm very grateful for all I am learning here about 
Mary Baker Eddy's Pure Christian Science. My gratitude tonight is for this church and for how everyone who has worked over the years to make it what it is and for those here now doing their part for the present and future of the cause of Christian Science. I'm very grateful to God for meeting my need when I first arrived and continuing to meet my need every day. And I see him doing the same for so many people over, all over the world. It's so clear to me that it is God doing this and not a person or group of people. God is working his purpose out here, and I'm grateful to be one part of this group he's assembled. What an honor and joy it is to be here doing this work for the world. Thank you, God, and thank you, Plainfield. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I wanted to share tonight my gratitude to God and to Christian science. In my early years, I experienced many instances of illness and violence that I would not have survived were it not for God's mighty power to heal the sick and to save and to protect. Being raised in a somewhat Christian household, I knew enough about God to turn to him with absolute trust in prayer. And he healed me, and he healed my situation also. It was decades later that God brought me to Christian science. Imagine my astonishment and my joy to read the wonderful truths contained in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, who explained how I was healed all those years ago and set forth a great journey of study so that I may know more of the Christ healing. I would love to share with you here the scientific statement of being written by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, there is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. End quote. This revelation by Mary Baker Eddy is not mere words. It is the provable and absolute truth about God and man. Through this rule in Christian science, I have experienced many blessings. I am healthier and stronger than many in my so-called age group, and I have not had a disease in many years. More recently, through Christian science and practitioner support at this church, I have not had a single instance of the world belief of virus, 
despite living in a crowded city and being always in close contact with many people of all countries, nations and climes. When the error that is the virus has come to thought, I have applied the truth in the scientific statement of being and all symptoms have vanished. On one occasion only, having been in very close contact with a seemingly sick person, I could feel my thoughts slipping into a belief of contagion and so the body began to exhibit symptoms at which point I called my practitioner at this church who took me up in prayer immediately and all the symptoms vanish away. For our holy practitioners or elders of this church do pray and anoint in the name of the Lord and Christ healing through pure Christian science is always the result. My everlasting thanks to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, to my pure practitioner at this church and to all at Plainfield Independent. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I would like to give thanks for a recent awakening. Uh, it's been quite a frustrating one, as I realise I've been pandering to the lies of mortal mind and encouraging error. I can see that while thanks to my upbringing in Christian science, I have generally pushed back mentally at claims of human sickness. I have just accepted claims about disease and disorder in the weather, in trees, all plants, animals... I've let claims of droughts, fires and extreme weather all slip past just without realising it. I never questioned what I saw in the media, never stood up against, never protested any of this at a metaphysical level. Instead, I accepted that it was happening and the only actions I took were some human actions, protesting humanly, signing petitions, trying to persuade politicians and so on, all giving the apparent condition even more power. It's only since coming to Plainfield that I've realised that I can take a stand for the truth about all of life and for all of God's creation. And I'm so annoyed with myself for not taking this stand earlier because the claims are literally everywhere. Now that I've awakened to this, I realise just how big I've stupidly allowed them to get. The serpent has been allowed to become a dragon on what should have been my watch. Last week I was at a local council meeting and a so-called tree expert was saying, well, of course, we'll be losing all the ash trees in the next few years. I don't ever listen to the media, but I did catch a few seconds of the radio in my car in between changing CDs. And it was a gardener's question phone-in. And the presenter was saying, today's programme is all about managing disease. It's an ever-increasing problem for gardeners. And then yesterday there was a sponsored post on my social media about pesticides, which farmers are going to be allowed to use again. There was a huge headline claiming bees will die. Now, I don't, of course, want any dangerous chemicals to be used in our countryside, but I have now learned the power of an affirmation. And I refuse to be tricked into affirming anything that suggests a chemical has power. There is a great article on the Plainfield website called Handling Weather Broadcasts, which clearly explains how allowing ourselves to focus on extreme weather and making and accepting claims about it gives that extreme weather energy and strength. 
reading this article gave me so much clarity on how that applies to the weather well and so many other things and it's also made me wonder what exactly comes first the extreme weather or the extreme weather forecast and i don't yet have the answer to that <laughs> So it's been such a relief to learn how to immediately turn this around and deny whatever claim I come across. Through the Plainfield Round Table, I learned the best way to rebuke all this. Who says bees will die? God isn't saying that. Who is saying ash trees will disappear? God isn't claiming that. Who says pesticides and diseases have any power? God is the only power. In saying this, I hope I don't come across as not caring because nothing could be further from the truth. But I have finally realised that accepting the claims of sickness, dis-ease and death is not helpful. In fact, it is pandering to those very claims and the malicious mortal mind that is making them, giving them energy and reality. I am so grateful to have learned here at Plainfield that there is no power apart from God and I simply cannot be mesmerised into believing otherwise. Thank you so much for this amazing learning adventure and good night. And now we have one from Patricia in Canada. In my mid-teens, I had been told by an optometrist that I was losing eyesight at such a speed that I would be blind by the time I was in my early 20s. I was instructed to limit the amount of time that I could study at school, but I loved learning and I would stay up until the wee hours of the night in high school studying. In my early 20s, when I was a new student of Christian science, I heard a lady give a testimony on a Wednesday of how her eyesight collapsed and then things became dark, but she remained calm and prayed and her eyesight returned. I was deeply grateful and encouraged by her angel testimony. So there was hope for me after all. One morning, months later, on my way to work, as I was sitting at the front of the bus opposite the driver, my eyes started to shed tears profusely, although I wasn't sad. At first I felt very self-conscious. I knew that I must have looked a mess and that something was physically out of whack. I decided that I didn't care what others thought. I cared about what God thought. As things got darker, I closed my eyes and prayed. And then it felt like there were no others on the bus, only the driver with a capital D and me. I envisioned that I was lying flat out, face down in the middle of the aisle of the bus, arms stretched out in front in prayer. The thoughts that came were, your mercy, your holiness, your majesty, your grace, your highness. And then came the words, your mercy, your majesty, your holiness, your grace, your highness. The driver called out my stop, and I had asked him to do that when I first got on the bus as I was new in the area at a new job. I stood up from the seat and carefully, feeling my way along, slowly walked off. This was a busy industrial area with two to three lanes of traffic in each direction. Because I couldn't see well, I had to listen to God very hard to know when those big trucks were coming. 
it was a long way to the next traffic light, so I just had to cross the traffic right there. There were no cell phones in those days to call for help, but God is a very present help in trouble. Once across the street, the tearing stopped, and I could see again. When I arrived at work, my boss said, My, you look fresh this morning. I was amazed since I thought I must have looked a mess. How can I ever thank God enough for that healing, for teaching me in advance via that lady's testimony that I should remain calm and pray? Wednesday testimony meetings are so instructive and wonderful. God's message to us for the week. And I'm so grateful to God for showing me science and health that explains Jesus' words, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I'm very happy to be here at our dear Plainfield Church. Good evening. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead, please. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Craig, for the inspiring readings tonight. Um, I wanted to express my gratitude for a beautiful demonstration of God's ever-present help and love. A few days ago, my daughter called saying that she needed her father's help. She had been hearing a banging noise in the house all morning, and she finally figured out that it was coming from her wood stove. Looking through the glass door, she saw a beautiful little bluebird trapped inside. She was very concerned that it was going to injure itself because it was frantically flying into the glass trying to get out. She asked if her father would come over and help her, and she also asked me to please pray that the bird would not be injured and that they would get it safely outside. I told her that her dad was on his way and that I would be praying. The following statement came to mind. God is the life or intelligence which forms and preserves the individuality and identity of animals as well as men. And that was from Science and Health. And also the words, O oh, gentle presence, peace and joy and power. And the line, thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight from Mrs. Eddy's hymn, Mother's Evening Prayer. I felt such a great sense of peace, and I just knew that God's gentle presence was right there, that his love was calming and preserving the identity of that little bluebird, and that he would guide all of them in freeing him. A short while later, my daughter called to tell me that when her father opened the wood stove door, the bird immediately became very still, and he was able to pick him up in his hands and head toward the door. Unfortunately, because he was trying to hold the bird so gently, it made an escape, and, it, and before he reached the door, it flew up into a very high window. However, with a little patience and a few humorous moments, with a very long telescoping duster, he was able to gently coax it from the window, and the bird flew down landing on the kitchen counter. He was unable to wrap it in a little towel and carry it outside, and he sat down and opened the towel, and that sweet little bluebird hopped off his knee, sat for a few seconds, and then flew up into the nearest tree. 
safe, sound, at home, and free, as God intended him to be. We were all so grateful and thankful to God for his loving guidance in this beautiful little bird's safe return to his rightful place, and they were so happy for the opportunity to see up close God's beautiful little creation, which is very rare in our area. So grateful to God for Christian science and for the opportunity to demonstrate the truth that we are given here. I'm so grateful for this church, for my practitioner's support, and for tonight's service. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here tonight. And um, um, yesterday, um, while I was at work, and um, I was going to a different location of our services, and um, I was driving a company vehicle, and um, I had a few passengers with me as well. And as I was driving on the road, um, the road wasn't even that busy, but there were a few other drivers on the highway as well. But there was this particular driver, and um, he seems to be at the wrong state of mind. It was very obvious what he was doing. I was a um, few vehicles behind him, but I could clearly see what he was doing, as well as other drivers. And it wasn't what somebody should be doing, especially on the highway. And I don't know what, he, what the state of his thought was, but it doesn't seem right, because it seems like he wanted to hurt somebody or hurt himself. But I have learned in Christian science that what we know is very, very important. And also what we know is what we will experience. And it's just that. And that time I start to know the truth. And knowing that one idea of God cannot harm another. We are all ideas of God, including him and every other driver on the road. And I continue to know this truth. And also, I continue to tell myself that, as I always, as I always do, I know that every child of God, which includes him or her, has the capacity to do good. And that is the only power God gave us. And um, it was funny because that particular area where he was behaving this erratic, just a couple of, uh, about two or three days before this incident yesterday, there was another incident there. So why he was doing that at that particular place? seem very odd to me. But what I know, the truth that I know was very, very powerful, knowing that God's presence was there with us and that God will not allow anybody to harm anyone. 
as I continued to know this truth, and um, he continued to behave, and the other drivers, including myself, behind him, everybody was slowing down. I don't know, it was God who was speaking to everybody's heart to slow down because if somebody had tried to pass him, that probably would have, you know, increases his behavior too. So everyone was slowing down and he continued to behave the way he was behaving and I continued to know the truth. A couple of moments later, he decided to take the exit and it was God that directed him to take that exit so that we can continue our business. And truth is very powerful, no matter the situation, no matter the location, and no matter what the circumstances are, truth always prevails and truth always set us free. I'm very, very grateful to be here tonight and what I'm learning in Christian science, that God loves us all and that's only power there is, the power of love. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings and music tonight. I just want to express my gratitude for the pure Christian science that's taught clearly here at Plainfield. It is helping me understand how to pray effectively and feel God's presence and see God working every day. This did not come overnight, for I had many misconceptions and habits that needed correcting and changing. Through regular practitioner support and attending classes and watches, my life was, went from a sense of desperation to a sense of purpose and happiness that I had never experienced before. A while back one evening I was out uh, doing a church activity and I had sudden symptoms of food poisoning. I was able to get outside and alone and find a quiet spot under a beautiful tree. I knew my practitioner had been praying for this activity ahead of time, but I felt very firm that God did not send this and that I could not be hurt for doing good. I remember turning to part of the first part of the 91st Psalm, and I just felt a peace but also a, a strength that this, that this was, not, I did not have to accept it. And then within 10 minutes, every symptom just left, and I was so grateful for that quick healing, although I know that it had been over many, many years that I had been working to build this understanding and trusting God's care in my life. I'm so grateful to be here tonight and for this church and my practitioner's instruction. Thank you. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead, please. Thank you. Tonight, I'd like to just say how grateful I am for Christian science. Thank you, Craig, for your reading, and thanks for all the other testimonies. I look at myself and I feel that without Christian science, I don't know how I would be handling all the things that come from people as well as from the world, all the different things going on all over. I am so grateful for Mrs. Eddie because she gives answers to all our questions in her books and in the writings of the other people who have studied from her. 
I am so grateful for Christian science, so grateful to God, Mary Baker Eddy, Christ Jesus, of course, and for everyone who has stood to work this science, to live it, to live it, so that their example may bless others. So grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. Let's see, the first is California. A few days ago, I had many symptoms of the current world virus. Working with a Christian science friend, the signs immediately began to leave, and the next day, all was good. Thank you for all the go-to articles and truths on the website and the never-ending work of the most dedicated. Texas, Edward Kimball's precious lectures ring with the truth that healing, up to including salvation, is available daily through right thinking and divine science. It is a rank error for one to suffer through a, quote, labyrinth of mysteries and the feeble hope of, quote, heaven, post-mortem heaven. And then Mississippi. Thank you so much for everyone at Plainfield for another amazing Wednesday testimony meeting. This is last week's entitled, When There Seems to Be a Way, When There Seems to Be No Way, God Always Makes and Reveals a Way. Thanks to Amanda for such comforting and encouraging readings. Also, thank you for all the inspiring testimonies. Each person with sincere gratitude, along with practical, beautiful stories of God being there to help and guide us in any situation. The meeting teaches a beautiful lesson of God's love and care for us and for all. And then New Jersey. I found this quote several years ago and find it very helpful and use it daily. Quote, Know definitely and forcefully each day that God good is everywhere. By, end quote, Ian George Watt. He is always with us and never leaves us even for a moment. And then New York. Thank you so much for the wonderful discussion today. I think this was from the round table on Sunday. We are so inundated with commercials, advertisements, and such that promote materialism and pulls older and youth alike from God. The incessant bombardment of the media to buy this or that, to eat this food or that food, organic versus non-organic, the myriad types of diets promising a healthy body or longer life, etc. It only keeps our attention on the material, not on God. Has anyone, have, has anyone been able to get healthier or prolong their life by adhering to any one of these material rules? I would love to know. And then from Texas again, Bravo. In my pre-Christian science experience, I was a member of ARP. Soon enough, I found that ARP discounts were more, were more than offset by the steady stream of malpractice that flowed through the organization and its publications, fear-promoting messages, relentlessly hammering home images of drugging, dependency, lack of supply, helplessness, infirmity, and of course, age. It was and is an appalling display of the ghastly farce of materialism. That's a quote from Mrs. Eddy. And why be a slave to all that? I'm so grateful for the buoyant, spirit-filled, life-saving antidote provided by Science and Health 
by Mary Baker Eddy and the Dedicated Early Workers of Christian Science, and then Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for including the Carpenter Watch 275 in the calendar email for Tuesday the 17th. There is so much there about making denials in prayer treatment, what to do and what not to do. I've listened to it a few times and look forward to the roundtable discussion Sunday. I especially liked, quote, when we realize that divine love meets the human need, we will take that human need into consideration and not try to deny out of existence that which still, still seems to be humanly necessary, end quote. That's from Carpenter. And then this is a testimony from South Dakota. I'm very grateful for God's protection and for the faithful representation of the comforter given by Mary Baker Eddy and expressed by Plainfield. The last Bible study was wonderful. Thank you all. The roundtable presentations are always lively and inspiring. A recent assignment by my practitioner to read a specific chapter in the Eustace book, Factors Involved in Healing, gives good food for thought as does a specific statement in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy, which I will state here. Quote, Inasmuch as God is good and the fount of all being, he does not produce moral or physical deformity. Therefore, such deformity is not real but is illusion, the mirage of error. Divine science reveals these grand facts, and on their basis Jesus demonstrated life never fearing or obeying error in any form, end quote. We have much to be grateful for to God and his Christ and for the Christ comforter brought to completion in Mary Baker Eddy's work. Thank you all at Plainfield for your dedication and presentation of a platform for progress. And then a testimony from Mexico. Last week I started to have a sharp pain in my right thigh in the back. Suddenly I started to feel sharp pins and needles at night. They were not in a row, but they, were, they would suddenly occur. Some were so strong that the pain made me scream at the time. So I began to strongly deny the material senses and shut up the mistake when I felt the pangs. I thought they would soon pass, but they did not. Then I thought of taking some painkiller to sleep well, until I reacted and realized that I had to apply truth to the situation and that I had to do it with strength. Every time the pain came, I began to declare loudly and forcefully, Shut up. You are nothing. There is no pain in love, and in love there is no pain. And in the name of Christ Jesus, get out. I will not bear you. All is mine and his idea. A night and a day the ordeal lasted, but finally the light of God shone in my consciousness and the pain went away. It was a great wonder. This was a further lesson to me that when error is spoken strongly to, it recedes and vanishes. The Bible and Mrs. Eddy tell us about this. I am so thankful that I am finally gaining that strength of spirit that I have longed for. For years I felt so weak in the face of error. It was a feeling of lack of strength in the face of errors that needed to be met with determination. Although I have known Christian science for several years, I had never felt such determination to speak with authority to error. 
It is clear to me that my coming to this blessed Plainfield Church, together with the metaphysical support from a practitioner here that I am receiving, is helping me greatly in this. It was a lovely demonstration of the power of truth from the study of Christian science, which tells us that evil is nothing because God is all. It is a false image in our consciousness that fades away in the light of truth, as Mrs. Eddy says. And on the other hand, I want to express my gratitude for the Plainfield Church website. It is an inexhaustible source of living water for all of us who wish to go deeper into Christian science. I really appreciate that there are constantly new readings on the home page and that everything is related to the sermon lesson topics. The rescue you have made of all these articles and sharing them for free with the public is priceless. I also really appreciate the roundtables, which are wonderful. They just hit the nail on the head about important aspects of animal magnetism and how it operates and deceives us. The perseverance and inspired work of the members and practitioners of this church bears much fruit. The sermon lessons and the Wednesday readings are a sample of this, worth reading several times. What a blessing to have them archived for reference in the website. I am infinitely grateful to God for leading me to this church. I feel very blessed to be following in your footsteps and the path of light that you are leaving in your wake. God bless you all, and mucho gracias. And then one more from Washington State. Dear Plainfield Church, this has been the second Mother's Day since my only child and daughter passed away. I still miss her so much. I am grateful for Christian Science and Plainfield Church. At the last roundtable, the true father-mother was discussed. I know that my daughter can't be separated from her true mother God, and I find comfort in that. She left a beautiful little boy who is 10 years old now. His father takes care of him, and I have moved to be closer so I can help out. This experience has brought me closer to God and a deeper search into the teaching of the Bible and Mary Baker Eddy's books. I've, gained, I've learned so much from the Plainfield Weekly Lessons, Roundtable Bible Studies, and all you provide on the web. I am so very grateful for all of your hard and kind work in Plainfield, lovingly. I'm great, grateful for tonight's meeting, the beautiful music and hymns, testimonies, and readings. I've always loved that beautiful story of David and Goliath and the fact that he ran to meet Goliath. He ran to confront an era that was looming very large over him and the Israelites. And how could he do that except that he had such tremendous love and faith and trust in God? Uh, recently, our past few liberators have been featuring the beautiful Psalms of David. And in those Psalms, he tells us how he trusts in the Lord. And I love in the 23rd Psalm, just a simple statement I carry with me in my arsenal, and that is, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. 
There is never anything to fear when we know God is with us. And as David certainly proved in the story of David and Goliath. So I'm so grateful to be here tonight to hear all of the wonderful ways you've been using this tremendous gift of Christian science. Good night to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number seven. Abide with me, fast breaks the morning light. Our day star rises, banishing all night. Thou art our strength, O truth that maketh free. We would unfailingly abide in thee. Hymn number seven.